to play now Put me in the game now I came here to prove it, I'm ready to do it I can't be afraid now Put me on the stage now I'm ready to rage now I feel like an animal stuck in a cage And I'm ready to break out Bonjour les gens, stay in your house, how are you? All good in the hood, I hope, and welcome to another episode of Mindset with Muscle. You're in for a treat today because we are continuing with the theme of maximizing your productivity, your happiness, and your progress with something which I genuinely believe that A, not a lot of many people have, and B, everybody needs. A lot of people, the reason I was talking about morning routines is because a lot of people talk about morning routines, but not enough people talk about evening routines, which is exactly what we are about to talk about today. And one of the things that I want to talk about is five tips so you can have a better evening routine. It is so, so, so important for so many people to have a solid evening routine. And one of the reasons that you need such a solid evening routine is because one of the most important things in your life that you need is getting enough sleep. Sleep is so essential. And a lot of the time when I speak about sleep, Everybody knows they're not getting enough, but they don't tend to do anything about it. Or they have a legitimate excuse not to get enough sleep. Because one of the most annoying and most difficult things about life and sleep is kids. I have a nine-year-old and I have a three-year-old. And I know how difficult it is to get a decent night's sleep. At least for the first six years of your life. You know, when my daughter was younger, once again, up and down all night long. And then when she turned into a toddler, she wanted to come into our bed till about the age of three. And now it, we're doing all the same again with my son, Archer. You know, as soon as he wakes up in the middle of the night, he, he is like a Royal Marine commando. I wake up and he is smack bang in the middle of myself and my wife. I don't know how he manages to do it so well sneaking in but he has mastered it into a fine art now. So getting enough sleep can be difficult, but it's not impossible. And a lot of people ask me and they say, oh, you know, what is the right amount of sleep? And I would say the sweet spot for getting enough sleep is at least seven hours per night. And what I'm going to talk about in this episode is five different things that you can focus on doing to get more of that sleep. And of course, getting enough sleep means that you're going to have a healthier, happier life. Your life is going to live longer. You're going to be more productive. You're going to be less triggered. You're going to be more creative. You know, sleep, if I would say this, like if sleep was a supplement, they would charge thousands of pounds to prescribe it and it would still be sold out off the shelves. So I'm going to be giving you my five um, different strategies when it comes around sleep. I'll say five. I'm, I'm looking at my little um, sheet of all the different things. And I, I do have five here, but I've said seven plus hours sleep. It is so, so important to get that, that seven plus hours sleep. One of the biggest game changers for me when it comes to sleep was a lot of people ask me, firstly, if you get up at half four, which I do get up at half four, what time do you go to sleep? 
And because I get up at half four in the morning, I go to sleep at 9 p.m. So the first thing about getting your seven hours sleep, and this is the first of our five strategies, is to really understand what time you need to get up in the morning. And this involves another talk about our morning routine, but the chances are the time which you get up in the morning, you could probably get up a little bit earlier if you had a solid morning routine and you did a few more things for yourself in the morning before you woke up. And uh, I don't want this to turn into a, a morning routine podcast, but one of the things that I've, I've been speaking about with my Mindset Muscle program and is part of the content this, uh, this week is all about rest. And one of the things I spoke about is that there's two types of people. One person wakes up and they think, what has the world got in store for them today? It's a very reactive mindset. And the other person wakes up and goes, what can I give to the world today? And they're in a proactive mindset. And the person who's in a proactive mindset knows that in order to give to the world for the day, they need to fill up their vessel first, which is why they get up earlier, which is why they do certain habits and routines. So the first strategy when it comes to your evening routine is work out when you need to actually go to bed so you can get some stuff done for yourself in the morning and you can get seven plus hours sleep. For me, that is 9 p.m. because I get up at 4.30. So if I, like I normally do, I normally end up nodding off about half past nine, 9.30 p.m., I get my seven hours. If you're a person that, of course, doesn't get up at half four, which is 99% of people, that might be 6 a.m., in which case a great bedtime for you is 10.30, okay? 10.30 p.m. is a great bedtime for you. That means that you're going up at 10 p.m. and, of course, you're having that 30-minute kind of evening routine to wind down and get yourself asleep. And you ask yourself, 30 minutes? What am I going to do in 30 minutes between going to bed and going to sleep? And I'm, of course, going to tell you about that or talk to you about that now. So number one, work out when the best time for you to go to sleep is so you can get your seven hours. Number two is to have a hot shower or hot bath around one hour before you go to sleep. And this I got from a book called Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker. And what he speaks about in the book is your circadian rhythm. So your circadian rhythm is basically your sleep-wake cycle so your sleep wake cycle and it is regulated by your body temperature and if you can make a small tweak with your body temperature especially in the evening you can tweak your body to increase a little bit of what's called melatonin which in turn helps you feel a little bit sleepy and want to go to sleep and that is exactly what a hot shower or a hot bath about an hour before you go to bed does. So if you're going to sleep about half past 10, half past eight to half past nine in the evening is a great time to have a hot shower or bath. And what that's going to do is it's going to slightly reduce your body temperature. Now, that might sound weird. You're like, well, if I'm having a hot bath, isn't it going to increase my body temperature? And we're not thinking about when you're in the bath or in the shower. What we're thinking about is when you get out. So when you get out, your body temperature slightly drops. And then, of course, 
that kind of signals to your body, oh, okay, we're going to release a bit of melatonin and then we're going to feel a little bit sleepy and then it's going to be easier to go to sleep. So if you are a person who's really struggling to get to sleep in the evenings, have that hot bath or hot shower about half past eight to nine o'clock at night. And that is a sweet spot time too to really start to switch your brain off. Because one thing that you need to do, of course, in the evening is to not think so much, to wind down. Because a lot of the time when you are awake and you are tossing and turning in bed, it's because you're thinking about the day because you haven't given yourself any time to think about the day because your morning routine's out of whack, or you're thinking about what you've got to do tomorrow. And that kind of brings me uh, into another one, which is super, super important to do before you go to sleep, and that is to brain dump and journal. So the next one is to brain dump and journal. Super, super important. If you've got a lot on your mind in the evening, which you probably have about what went on for the day, what things that you did manage to do, what things you didn't manage to do, and and of course, the things that you've got to do the next day, all of that's going to be racking in your brain. And whenever you're thinking about these things, what you're thinking about is not forgetting them. So, what ends up happening is your brain becomes more active. It's trying to store all this information. And while it's trying to do all of this, it's keeping you awake. So the best thing that you can do before you go to sleep is to get all of that information out of your head so you are not thinking about it. And a journal can do this. A Just a brain dump can do this. And if you're unsure of what things you need to extract, what you can do is you can prompt yourself with some questions. And these are simple prompts. I mean, choose your own prompts for your journal and for your brain dump. But it can be, what things I managed to get done today? What things didn't I manage to do today? And uh, what made me smile today? So three very simple things. Because what did I manage to get done today? You'll be celebrating your wins. What you didn't manage to do for the day, you can plan out to do tomorrow or the next day. And what made me smile today means that you're actively searching for something that brought you joy. Because we become so busy in our day-to-day lives that we forget to think about these things. We forget to think, oh, actually, that made me laugh, that made me happy, that made me smile. And if you're not finding things from your day that made you smile and laugh, maybe that's the thing that you need to start changing to have a happier life, to actively search and seek for these things. So I'm going to say that that's kind of number number three of our five, which has now turned into six because I've just added the brain dump and the journal. We need to get all that stuff out of our head so we're not tossing and turning in bed. The next one is to read a paper book in bed. Now, this serves two purposes. One, a lot of people read their phone when they're in bed, and this is a big red flag for me, really high stimulation, bright lights, notifications, not really helpful to help you wind down if you're trying to read something on your phone. I'd argue a lot of Kindles as well, but you do get some of those low light uh, grayscale Kindles, which you know I'd, I'd recommend, but nothing beats a paper book. So what I find is when I try and read a paper book in the evenings, at least a chapter, my brain has other ideas. 
And the reason it has other ideas is that your brain is very counterintuitive. When you're tossing and turning in bed and you really want to go to sleep, you're telling your brain, go to sleep. And your brain tends to want to do the opposite. When I'm reading a paper book in bed that is non-stimulating, and because of course it's got no light, and I'm telling my brain, you best stay awake for this chapter because we need to get this chapter read and done. My brain goes, I'm not going to listen to what you're going to say. In fact, I'm going to do the opposite. And what my brain does is it nods off and goes to sleep. So I kind of trick my brain by reading a paper book, by trying to commit to myself, which I always fail at, to get that chapter done, which I never get. I get like two pages in of a paper book and I'm out. So read a paper book in bed. Another reason for reading a paper book in bed is if it is a decent book, such as the self-development book, I like to read a little bit of self-development in the evening, then it gives you something to look forward to before you go to bed. And we need to kind of trick ourselves to get up to bed early because a lot of people carry on, uh, and I'll give this as an example. My son Archer is three. Whenever I say the word, Archer, it's time for bed, he can be chilled, he can be tired. And the minute I say, Archer, you need to go to bed, he kicks off. He kicks off, he screams, he cries, I don't want to go to bed, I don't want to go to bed. And do you know what, ladies and gents? We carry this mentality into our adult life. There are so many people that have had a shit day, or they've had a bad day, or you know, they don't feel that they've had enough me time. So what they do is instead of giving them the best gift that they can, which is getting a good night's sleep, they will extend their day for another hour watching Netflix to kind of justify that I deserve some me time. And actually what that does is it gives you less sleep and then carries on to the next day and makes you feel groggy. It's this kind of rebellious mindset to when you were a child, when, you know, when you were, when, you know, when Archer's three he doesn't dictate when he goes to sleep. In fact, he would love to stay up all night, even though you know we know that that's not a good idea. But when you get into adult life, you tend to rebel as well. And you need to stop rebelling. Okay, You need to get yourself to bed. Whenever I say to people, I go to bed at nine o'clock, a lot of the responses that I get is, well, that's a bit boring. As if like, you know, as if like, you know, staying up late at night is a good thing that staying, till, staying up till 11 p.m. to watch back-to-back Netflix is a good thing. It's not. It's not doing you much justice. It's not helping you in any way. Getting enough sleep is the best gift that you can give yourself. So having a paper book in bed that you actually want to read makes my brain think, oh, I'm going to go to bed at nine now because I really want to read that book. It gives me something to look forward to to switch the telly off and go upstairs. So read a paper book in bed. And the one that I want to add to this about reading a paper book in bed is the next one, and that is no phones in the bedroom. Now, I have said this for about two years now, and a lot of it came from messing up. I always used to have my phone by my bed. In fact, I used to justify it because there are some great sleeping apps on your phone. There's a great app that I used to use all the time called Sleep Cycle. And what I used to love about it is it would measure your sleep, your you know, your REM, your rapid eye movement, how much quality your sleep is, and it would also have different noises to help you sleep. 
I don't want to spoil it, but it had some of this noise, which I really enjoy going to sleep um, to help you soothe. You know, of course, with babies, they have white noise. Um, when you become an adult, white noise works well, but there's another one which I'm going to show you a little bit later on. So I would justify having the phone by my bed because I would say to myself that it helps with my sleep because it allows me to track my sleep, which in actual fact was was bollocks. It really was because what I realized was that the longer I had my phone by my bed, I would get into more and more bad habits. Firstly, I would check my phone before I go to sleep. So instead of going to sleep early, and back then when I had my phone by my bed, I wasn't going to sleep at nine. I was going to sleep about half 10, 11, more like 10.30, staying in bed, scrolling through social media till 11 and then going to sleep but then still getting up pretty early in the morning. So only getting about five or six hours sleep. That's the first red flag. The second red flag was when I used to say, get up, go to the toilet, come back. Sometimes I'd go onto Instagram and check messages. And I remember catching myself in bed, three o'clock in the morning, responding to a message on Instagram. And I remember saying to myself, excuse my language, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? Why why are you responding to messages at three o'clock in the morning on your phone when you should be sleeping? And it comes back to this thing of realizing that a habit needs to change. And actually this realization that none of this would happen if I didn't have my phone in my bedroom. So from that day, what I did is I went on Amazon and I bought a body clock. Um, it's They're not cheap. Lumi body clock l-u-m-i-e they've got lots of different ones my one was it wasn't cheap it's about 100 quid 120 quid but what it does is it mimics the uh the sun so when you set the alarm it the actual alarm clock gets brighter and brighter and brighter the closer it gets to your time for getting up and what i did is i replaced my phone with that alarm clock so i could get up in the morning without needing my phone and actually that's great because I always wake up before the, the alarm goes off because my my bedroom is bright and lit up from the body clock so actually it helps me naturally wake up which is fantastic and the beautiful thing in about not having my mobile phone in my room for the last two years is the minute that that goes on charge downstairs and the minute I go upstairs I get to sleep much easier because I'm not distracted. I'm not thinking about my phone. It's downstairs. It's out the way till tomorrow. So I have got so much more sleep by not having my phone in my bedroom. Now, I say this to a lot of people. My wife has her phone by her bed. So that's her jam. You know, whatever she wants to do, that's absolutely fine. And a lot of people say to me, well, you know, what if you had a burglar? What if someone raided your house? Well, fortunately... Anna has her phone, so we can call. But if you are living by yourself, and that is a concern of yours, as in leaving your phone downstairs, then don't leave it downstairs firstly. Leave it in another room or have a routine of switching your phone off and putting it in a drawer of an evening as part of your wind-down routine. So for me, that's been a massive game changer. No phones in the bedroom and to swap it with an alarm clock. And finally, the last one, which has been a game changer for many years, but I I've really haven't spoken enough about it. And what it is, is it's called pink noise. Now, when I was a teenager, and I remember this vividly, when I was a teenager, 
I never used to be able to sleep without watching TV before I go to sleep. And a lot of it was just to have some background noise, which made me fall asleep. And a lot of the time I'd wake up with the TV, you know, making that that kind of noise. Not the white noise, not the... But just the noise of having watched a DVD. Because I used to watch, really weird, I used to watch the same DVD or the same two DVDs every single night. Uh, it was, and, and as random as it sounds, I remember the DVDs. It was a, a DVD special of They Think It's All Over and a DVD special of Have I Got News For You. And I used to know it word for word because I used to play one of those every single night for about two years. Random, I know. So I'm used to background noise to help me sleep. I struggle a lot to sleep in hotels. And I I get a good night's sleep, but it's always a lot later than I want. And the reason being is my routine is out of whack. Usually when I'm in a hotel, I'm working a little bit later. I'm trying to get a routine, you know, and I don't, I'm not in my normal bed. And I don't, I just don't have this wind down routine that I do at home. Another thing is, is when you're in a hotel, depending on where you are, there are hotels can be quite noisy and it's those noises that keep me awake sometimes. So what I tend to do when I'm in a hotel is I whack on some pink noise. Now I'm going to play 30 seconds of pink noise in a minute so you can actually hear what it is. But what pink noise is, is it's kind of a softer version of white noise and white noise is the you know, the kind of noise that we usually play to babies to help them sleep. And pink noise is kind of the adult version of white noise to help you go to sleep. And what pink noise does is it blocks out surrounding sounds that are distracting and it can help soothe your brain and go to sleep. And it's really, really strange, okay? And the reason that it's really strange is when you first press play on pink noise, you're like, how on earth am I going to get to sleep listening to this? Because it's kind of annoying. It is. The first five seconds that you listen to pink noise, it's really annoying. But then about three to four minutes in, it seems to kind of link in with your brain somehow and then do something. Because I honestly can't make it past about five or six minutes of listening to pink noise before I'm out like a light and asleep. And it's crazy because the first 10 seconds, you're like, this is annoying. And then a minute in, it's like, hmm. And then two minutes, you're like, I'm feeling really tired. And then three minutes in, you're like, I'm really tired. This is really soothing. And then I'm out. So what does pink noise sound like, ladies and gents? Have a, have a little 30 second listen to it now. that is pink noise. As I already mentioned, the first 10 seconds, you're like, oh, that's annoying. How would I sleep listening to that? I'm telling you, three to five minutes out like a light. So to summarize, ladies and gents, evening routine. 
probably without a doubt, the most important thing that you can have in your day to make sure that you're setting yourself up well for the next day, you're getting enough sleep, and you're winding down from a stressful day or even a non-stressful day. So it's something that I really dial in and I've had dialed in for a long time and I've just slowly added things as I go along. Um, I, I did say five things. It's been kind of six things because I added the number one, which is seven plus hours sleep. Okay, so depending on what time you wake up, subtract 30 minutes because you need to spend some more time on you before serving other people. Remember, proactive versus reactive. Stop being so reactive to the world and be more proactive. So work out the best time when you should be sleeping, which is kind of that seven plus hours. Hot shower, bath, one hour before sleep to help increase that melatonin a little bit and make you feel a little bit sleepy. Brain dump and journal to clear your head of thoughts to help you fall asleep much easier and much more easier. And number three, read a paper book in bed for two reasons. One, one non-stimulating, better than your phone. Two, it tricks your brain because you want to read a chapter and it wants to go to sleep. And three, it gives you something to go upstairs for and something to look forward to so you can switch Netflix off and go to sleep. Next one is no phones in the bedroom and to swap it for an alarm clock. Massive game changer, out of sight, out of, sight, out of mind. And the final one is pink noise. Pink noise, white noise, they both work really, really well. Pink noise is a bit softer than white noise. And I tend to literally just go onto YouTube when I'm in a hotel on my phone and type pink noise. And they have like 10 hours of pink noise. Other things you can do is you can go onto Amazon and you can type in white noise. And for like 15 quid, you can get these little white noise machines like they give to babies, but they've got this little portable one which um, has like 10 different sounds on it. It's like 15 quid. It's chargeable. So you can just charge it, put it in your bag, and then you can set it on a timer for like 15, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, and an hour. So if you want to keep your phone out the way and want to use something like that, then of course, head on over to Amazon because it has pretty much everything there. So that is it for this episode, ladies and gents. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you want to read some more about my blogs and my posts, every single week I send these knowledge bombs on a Saturday to my knowledge bomb newsletter lists. And if you want to join that, all you need to do is go to mindsetwithmuscle.com forward slash newsletter, or just head on over to mindsetwithmuscle.com. Have a look at the blogs and look at everything that I'm doing over there. That's it for me and every single podcast I finish with the same quote and it's what you put in your body affects how you look and how you feel and what you put in your head affects what you think and what you do and today you have been filling your heads with me Jay Alderton. Ladies and gents thank you ever so much for listening to this episode and I'll speak to you all again very soon. None of you people can tell me to stop my town my crown we know what it takes to be reaching the top we're reaching the top we're reaching the top we know what it takes